Live from our super-secret studios above Jacques' Flower Shop, this is Gerard at Large. Yeah, baby! Good morning, Manchester. Live and local. News, sports, politics, traffic, and weather. Rich isn't afraid to tackle the tough questions. Who told you you can eat my cookies? You talking to me? Yeah, I hear you. You had a question for me. It's all here on the Gerard at Large radio program. Hello? On 90.7 WLMW, New Hampshire Family Radio. I'm sorry, who'd you say you were? I am your host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. That's right, that's right. Here's Richard. Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to our one of Gerard at Large. I am your ever-humble host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at GerardAtLarge, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us because we just want to be loved. Our call-in number is 606-6762. Oh, So, Connie Van Houten's been posting on Facebook again. I love my large and loyal listening audience. She posts, at my doctor's office yesterday, I filled out a checkoff form that seems to be standard now. I know the answers are supposed to be no for someone like me, but I answered honestly. I checked yes boxes for things like feeling stress, being verbally abused by another, and having trouble sleeping. The physician's assistant looked, uh, took, uh, took one look at the form and said, still on the school board and up for re-election? Oh, poor Connie. You know, it's always it, it always amazes me how the people who uh complain uh are so often so guilty of the <laughs> of the stuff that that they accuse so many people of being uh you know, uh, it just isn't it amazing? <laughs> 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 I got the funniest uh, Facebook reply uh, to that. Someone just laughing. Ha 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 ha. Snort. Ha 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 ha. Oh, yes. The person who has spent more time than anybody in human history attacking her fellow board members while accusing, uh, uh, while claiming she's being attacked is is now telling her doctor that she is stressed and verbally abused. Oh, poor Connie. And for those of you who think it's dirty pool for me to be saying that on the air, just remember, Connie Van Houten takes to Facebook every opportunity she gets, which is a public medium, and she has said, and we could probably find the Facebook post, that she makes certain of her posts public for everyone to see, like this one, so that she can uh, make sure the most people know what's really going on as possible. All I have to say to you is watch the meetings. It's easy to figure out or read the newspaper. I got to give credit to Paul Feely. I think he's done a pretty good job covering the board over the last two years. Uh, I, I've been a board member when, when the reporters have maybe not done such a great job, but uh, Paul has done, uh, Paul's done a pretty good job. So, oh, by the way, did you, did you see yesterday's uh, newspaper, the Sunday news, the city hall column where it, uh, uh, they reported on my <laughs> reported on my vindication 
by the uh, school district's attorney saying, yeah, I did nothing wrong in actually recording a meeting I was asked to record. (laughs) Maybe not specifically auto record, but when you clerk a meeting, when you quote unquote take minutes, the very definition of that job is to record who did what and when. Uh, (laughs) And the same people who voted to investigate me with the exception of John Avard, and I think Ross Terrio, I was actually watching that meeting. I think he actually did vote for the investigation. Um, voted to release the material. Smart move. That's all I have to say, because the Sarah Ambrosi, Leslie Want, Dan Bergeron, Nancy Tessier, who, of course, voted to cover up her own misdeeds as all of the people I have named him, I'm about to name, did. Uh, let me see. Oh, yes. Erica Connors, uh, Kate DeRozier, Connie Van Houten. Yeah, they voted to cover up Nancy's misdeeds by not releasing the letter, and they voted to cover up my vindication by voting against releasing the letter. But we talked about that last week. So it is silly season. And uh, among the, the attacks that flew over the weekend... <laughs> Where the two valedictorians who mayor uh, whose speeches Mayor Gatz is referenced as evidence that uh, good things happen in Manchester schools, and so we we just want to we 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 folks we want to give you a, a rousing rendition something something positive to start your morning because uh, Aiden Ryan, last year's valedictorian at Central. And Nick Britton, the valedictorian at Memorial, whose parents, incidentally, I met on the campaign trail a couple weekends ago. Um, David uh, Aiden, of course, being the son of former assistant superintendent David Ryan, who had something of a falling out with Mayor Ted Gatsis over a number of issues. Not the least of which is he pledged, he promised that he was going to pack up and move his family to Manchester in exchange for the mayor's vote to become assistant superintendent of schools. And uh, based on our own investigation, he never actually ever put his house on the market. Kind of hard to move if you're not going to move, right? So when it became clear that uh, Ryan said whatever it was he had to say to get enough votes, and he only won by one vote, and that was Mayor Gatsis's, things went south between the two of them because, well, at that point... Gatsis knew that Ryan was not a truthful person. So the mayor, after those valedictory addresses, from time to time has highlighted them and is from time to time highlighted them, pointing to what those two top of their class gentlemen had to say about the quality of the education they received in Manchester's schools. Well, now he's being condemned in the harshest of terms, in an open letter that was published on some online publication here in the city, not the union leader, uh, condemned by the two young men. They actually used the words, they condemn in the strongest terms. The mayor, because he had nothing to do with their education. I don't think Ted ever said he had anything to do with their education. I think he pointed to them as examples of the quality of education in Manchester schools since his opponent, Joyce Craig, who David Ryan, I'm told, is working very diligently for in the campaign. 
Uh, and uh, clearly, having met the Britons, I know they are definitely in the uh, Craig campaign camp. But uh, these the, these folks, you know, they're not impartial uh, uh, arbiters. So here it is. So we, we find ourselves in the bizarre situation where I, I, I want to be clear here. <laughs> the mayor pointing to the valedictory addresses of these uh, two young men as evidence that a lot of the negative things said about Manchester schools are just wrong is being condemned by the two young men who praised their education for pointing out that their education was praiseworthy. (coughs) Shall we start with Mr. Ryan? Central High. Here's his valedictory address. Which, by the way, I want to make it known, I was so impressed with both of these young men and what they had to say about the quality of their education. I played these speeches on our airwaves the week they graduated, just as a little chin music to some of the towns who think they're better than this place. Here's Mr. Ryan. 17 years ago, my father was named as the assistant principal at Manchester Central High School. During his time as assistant principal, my three-and-a-half-foot self could be seen roaming the halls, always clutching my dad's hand. My eyes wandered around in awe as I unknowingly met many of my teachers, unaware that one day day I would return to their classes as their student. Among my favorite memories of these days are the rainy afternoons when my dad would take my brothers, Eamon, Declan, and I, to play kickball in the gym, often to give my mother a well-deserved break from two toddlers who always ran at 110%. While many tears were shed from games lost, you just couldn't let me win, Dad, could you? Those tears quickly dried up when we sat in the cafeteria and devoured a hot cheese pizza from Domino's after two hours of intense competition. I remember running through the guidance department where my dad's office was, sitting as far back as I could in the balcony of McAllister Hall, speeding through the tunnel connecting the classical and the PA, and watching my cousins Catherine and Seamus play basketball on Friday nights in a loud, crowded Simon Gymnasium. Central pride had been infused into my childhood. Five years ago, I was faced with a decision on where to spend the next four years of my life. As a student at Hooksit, I had a choice of where I wanted to spend high school. I had been hesitant to consider Central as my home for the next four years because many individuals within my community had become skeptical of the quality of education that was being offered. I found myself trapped inside an anti-Central echo chamber. However, my mother, a proud graduate of Central, insisted that I tore her alma mater even though I had already felt that I had made my decision. Thank goodness I listened to her. Thank you, Mom. So, I culminated my high school search by touring Central with my dad, who had left seven years earlier to become a principal. As soon as I stepped inside the walls of the classical James, Burns, and PA, a powerful deja vu ran through me, eliciting memories of my younger self roaming the halls of the green and white. My dad, beaming the whole time, giddily led me through the same floors that my little feet had run across years before, meeting those same teachers I had met long ago. The echoes had told me I would see substantial overcrowding, frequent fighting, and little academic achievement. My eyes and ears told me that Central was an incredible place, 
one where academics, community service, and athletics flourished. Sometimes, you just get this gut feeling that something fits, that a place is calling to you. I got that feeling at Central. And for anybody who thinks that Central isn't a quality school, or would be better served as a strip mall, as was proposed earlier this year, I encourage you to come and see Central for yourself. I will gladly return to give you a tour. Escape the echo chamber and become informed. It could change your life. Four years ago, I met all of you incredible people, my fellow graduates of the class of 2017. What is so incredible about this class is the difference in each of our journeys to this exact moment in time. My story of kickball in the gym and running through the halls is my story and my story alone, which is why this school is so incredible. Instead of homogeneity, we have humanity. No matter our school or our nationality, religion, or sexual orientation, we have found similar people at Central, but more importantly, we have found and interacted with people who are very different. That is what makes Central so great. We are not just a high school, we are a model of what our country really looks like, a country built by the people of the world. And at a time when our identity as a diverse nation is all too often frowned upon, we embrace it here at Central. And that is why we, the 330 graduates of the class of 2017, are gathered here together in a celebration of our stories. Whether you are the first person to graduate in your family or a multi-generational legacy, you have undoubtedly been impacted by the individuals who uphold the integrity and prestige of Central, the teachers and the staff. Thank you, teachers, for inspiring us for four years and pushing each and every one of us graduates to complete one more problem or one more essay, even in the waning days of senior year when senioritis seemed to spread like the plague. To the rest of the staff, the guidance counselors, nurses, lunch ladies, custodians, secretaries, and administration, thank you for your dedication to Central and making it a better place every day. We will never forget you. Graduation has always been one of my favorite days of the year. As a member of the band and class office, I have been able to watch the previous three classes receive diplomas. Amidst cliche quotes, flashing cameras, and the inability of Mr. Vakaretsa to wear a normal, solid tie, are these stories. The stories behind each and every name called. Stories that we may never know. Yet, each of us has at least one scene of our many stories in common, today. The stories of our lives are each their own movie, fit with different characters, scripts, shots, and interpretations of life. Maybe yours is a comedy and includes the wayside school-like construction of the gym above the calf. Or instead, maybe you prefer musicals and feature Mr. Sanford's angelic vocals. Perhaps you like dramas and include Mr. O'Neill's Last Day at Central, where the entire school gathered in the courtyard to celebrate a man who embodied the Central spirit. Whatever you choose to remember, we are brought together by Central, a place that is like no other. Now, as we prepare ourselves for the next scene in our life, we may feel like we have to change the world. Over and over again, we hear how our generation will bear incredible responsibility as the leaders of tomorrow. Forget that. I encourage you, my fellow graduates, to not go out and try to change the world, but instead to go and change yours. 
find your passion in life, but never forget what you have learned. If Miss Nakash has taught me anything, it is that life is a struggle between reason and passion. Find that balance, and you will not only change your world, but the worlds of the people closest to you. The scene now fades away and silence falls across the room. A blank screen is shown. My fellow graduates, the rest of your lives are now up to you. Direct it well, but never be afraid to flash back to the stories of your past. Stories like the little boy running through the halls of Central High School. Thank you, class of 2017. And when we come back, we'll hear from Memorial's valedictorian. We won't hear from Memorial's val... Oh, well, well, we'll try to figure that out. When we come back, we'll hear from... Steve McDonald. Oh, Steve McDonald. Hmm. Yes. Well, I guess Memorial's valedictorian will have to wait till after the top of the hour. When we come back, bare bones break. Steve McDonald will be with us. <laughs> 